Judah here with you. Once again, it's 11.50 a.m. I'm at the job. It is Monday. It is the first of the month. And we back. Crimson Capsule Chapel. It's the first of the month, so cash your checks and come on. I'm not on um, I don't I don't get any benefits, so it is the first of the month though. It's a good song, good group, Bone Thugs and Harmony. But anyway, back once again. What am I talking about? I don't know. I've been working by myself today on this square scrubber. Keep in mind, guys, I never used a square scrubber before. 
only a side-by-side -side scrubber. If you guys know about janitors and you see people in movies with that weird machine that they go side-by-side -side with, that's what I'm talking about. A square scrubber is, instead of the scrub pad being circular, of course, it's a square. So you have to kind of move up, move back. Your arms, my arms are fucking killing me right now. My arms are killing me. Five hours on Pornhub wouldn't even fuck my arms up like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I figured I'd jump on here just because I still got a couple of things. I just realized there's a couple of things I still got to do outside, but I'm not going to do that till tomorrow. So I forgot my coworker wasn't, wasn't, uh, he called out. Well, he didn't call out. He, um, he wasn't going to be in today. So when I finally got into the door, I realized, oh shit, my coworker's not here today. I'm all alone. So instead of being lazy and, you know, going into one of these classrooms and just sitting down or acting like I'm doing something, I figured I'll give the, uh, the square scrubber a try. And it's not that hard of a machine to use. Uh, it will control you if you don't got good leverage. But yeah, enough of that bullshit. I was listening to uh, Minister Jack. <laughs> Matter of fact, I, let's play some of it. Shout out to Minister Jack Networks. Fair use, nigga. All right. You can be beige all you want, nigga. I'm black. I'm dark. Okay. Show us dark skinned niggas some love once in a while. All right. All this beige energy, all this, all this Drake-like behavior, it's got to stop, okay? All this genuine, the, the genuine persona, got to stop, you all right? <laughs> Niggas know I'm joking around, but I was listening to, uh, <laughs> listening to Minister Jap. I just want to bring some shit up, because it's funny. I just want to play a little bit of this shit. This nigga, yo, this nigga gets into a tirade about the dumbest shit, but it's funny, bro. Like, it's fun. Like, a part of me doesn't want to support it, but I have no choice. Like, it's entertainment. Shit's funny anyway. And he breaks down a lot of shit. But in the beginning, he was talking about how <laughs> niggas, <laughs> niggas who have androids are immature. And I'm, I'm feeling that. Like, nigga, I'm team Android for life. Nigga, fuck Apple. Fuck Apple computers. They're too expensive. Okay? I'm broke, nigga. I'm broke. <laughs> I'm I'm the I'm the just trying to get by type of guy, nigga. You can't be shitting on us. Can't be shitting on us, man. We we trying to come up. We trying to be like you. Big homie, we trying to be like you. But nah, that shit was funny as hell. Um, he was talking about a subject, though, that was interesting. And for me, it's interesting only because, like me in, in particular, I don't, it's not that I don't date black women. 
is that I don't seek black women. I don't seek white women, just like I don't seek Hispanic women. I think all women got attractive, got got some level of attractiveness within that group. But what Minister Jack was talking about was how black men are more loyal, more, uh, more compassionate, right? And, and just more, I would say, romantic than women. He was talking about how women, they can cheat. Well, this is my theory to it. Women can cheat a lot easier than men because men don't really expect it as much. Well, men's awareness is is shit. That's why a bitch can have an affair with a guy for two years while in a while while in a marriage, fuck a relationship, because a guy gets used to a routine. Oh well, she she comes home at five thirty every day. If she comes home at like six. 615, then he might look at her with the side eye, but he's going to let that shit fly. Now, the guy, <laughs> well, you know, guys can't, well, just let's just be honest. From, from an attraction basis, guys can't cheat as much as women because even an average to low level funky bitch will find some dick. <laughs> The average in sub five, hang it up. <laughs> hang it up. Hang it up, right? It made me think, for for me, I've dated one black woman. I've talked about this on numerous occasions. Well, not really, but I've talked about this a few times, actually. Um, I dated one black woman. Well, actually, I would say I was talking to one black woman. I can't even say dating. And the one thing that I've learned is it's not the particular woman that's bad. It really isn't in a lot of cases. And I'm going to be I'm going to be frank. It isn't necessarily the woman in general that's bad. It's her surroundings and it's the people who she associates with. If if a lot of these good women keep being around these bad with bad bitches, like th- there won't be any hope. We bring up Reddit stories here for a reason, right? And the reason why we would have to talk about Reddit is when the stories pop up where the guy the guy is actually the one being committed and being faithful. The women are actually sick of it. So she can step out, have her entanglements, come back like everything is cool. She's not even some women display guilt. Like there is this one story. I think we went on, we went over and it was, I think it was I think it was based on all right, so the woman the woman actually has her girlfriends and her girlfriends are pieces of shit, right? I think it was something like the woman was married for like five to seven years. 
but her friends was always trying to convince her to step out a bit, try something new. See if you can open things up into the marriage. And this woman one day decided, hey, you know what? You're right. Maybe I should. Um, <laughs> maybe I should go out there and meet that person. And, and in this particular story, it was the supervisor. So the supervisor's out here flirting with this bitch, trying to get a piece of ass. She decides to take the bait, hooks up with the guy. And then later on, um, try to go to the man and ask for the open marriage. Now, did you know that if you have, let's say you have a girlfriend, right? This is something that you guys should probably listen to. Let's say you have a girlfriend and y'all are, y'all have been together for over two years. Y'all got to the point where y'all go out, you buy her a phone. And if it's under your plan, you can actually get the messages and the chat logs from her phone because it's under your name. Okay. This man did this the entire time, knew everything that was going on, knew about these bitches trying to, trying to get this, get his wife into getting into an open relationship or open marriage, excuse me, and, and get into some side dick. Right. The guy, he already had it all on file. Served the bitch divorce papers. Like, here you go. And then when she asked why, he just, he just, he just gave her the chat logs one by one. Done deal. You're caught. It's over. All right. It's a, it's a done data. Mission failed. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. Tango down. You know what I'm saying? It made me think, well, it's not 100% accurate, but it's it's over 60% accurate that women do have a more, it's not that women will cheat more, it's just women can cheat more. Women can find more availability out there if she gets bored in a relationship. Rather than just be straightforward and just end things off and then see what else is out there. This is why the term monkey branching exists. She's not going to leave a tree. She's not going to swing from one branch of a tree with a bunch of leaves. With, with Without seeing a bigger tree, right? With more branches, more more areas that she can play because she'll play with a man's time. Oh shit! It's a fox. Holy shit! Yo, that's fucking crazy, dog. That's fucking crazy. Who was I talking about? Oh yeah, my homeboy. I was talking to my homeboy like four days ago, five days ago. This is just a side note. Cause I seen this fox, he got a fucked up leg and shit. And he's like hoppling around. Now he sees me. Is that a dog or is that a fox? I don't fucking know. This motherfucker's chilling in the playground. Anyway, 
I was at my homeboy's spot Friday and I was uh I was talking to him about how there was like foxes and shit in the area that I'm in now. Like you'll see foxes and a whole bunch of shit. And this nigga talked about he saw a coyote. Now I didn't believe him when he said that, but then again, I may be wrong. But anyway, women have that ability to legitimately find better options. And she's not shamed by men. Well, she's not shamed by society for it. She's actually encouraged. Female dating strategies can be one of those places. I'm low-key still sidetracked about this fox pup looking thing. This may be like another breed of animal that I've just seen because I've never seen a dog that looked like that before. I've seen foxes that resembled that, but I've also seen dogs that resembled foxes. But anyway, as a guy, average, I would say average, you can be adjust when you're average, you're adjustable. So let me, let me give you an example. A guy who's a five, a guy who's considered a five, Depending on what woman, what, he, what is he considered a 5'4"? His weight, uh, facial features, etc., right? All right, if it's weight, you can go to the gym. You see what I mean? So by going to the gym, you can go from a 5 to like a 6.5, maybe even a 7. If you're already in decent shape, then there may be other things that you need to do, Right? When a guy decides to cheat, this is a man who already has options to begin with. See, a guy who's average and gets into a relationship with a woman who's above average, he knows he's going to be spending his time competing for her, for her attention, her validation, regardless if they're in a relationship or not. Especially women today, like their attention span is based on, you know, TikToks, YouTube stories and fucking Facebook reels. So you can see when a guy, when a guy even attempts to cheat, that's why he always cheats. If you notice with guys, they'll cheat with a bitch that looks less attractive than their woman. Because even that less attractive woman is giving him something that his more attractive girlfriend or wife or partner in general is not giving. You see what I'm saying? Women have to cheat by women have to cheat by upgrading. They'll never fuck. See, like a bitch who's fucking with a millionaire. She's not going to cheat with with a thug that's not making anything besides street money. You see what I mean? A millionaire man will cheat with a bitch who's a fry cook at McDonald's as long as she got a fat ass. And you wicked niggas that's out here lying, you going to hell for your sins. Fuck out of here. You niggas out here lying about this shit. You know damn well that this is facts. It's expressed all the time. So many people mention it. Rest in peace, Patrice O'Neill. He mentions it. Motherfucker, a millionaire would fuck a bitch who's a fry cook at McDonald's and give her a chance to be a part of what he has going on. A bitch who's a millionaire is looking for a man who is a billionaire. Okay? 
No if, ands, or buts. All right, a man, all right, a woman who's seven figures needs a guy who's making a little bit more than her, even if it is seven figures. And like I said, these women are going to complain about there's not any men out there. Of course there's men out there. But in your mind, they don't they don't reach your expectations. But in all actuality, you're a goofy bitch who's barely even approachable, let alone dateable. Men know that if we suspect if we suspect a woman of cheating, we have to be certain that she is in fact cheating. A woman can just come out of the woodwork and say, "Oh, he's home. He's home early. He must be seeing somebody." What the fuck? See, women can fly off the handle, and most guys aren't going to leave a woman because she's expecting him of cheating even though he's not. He'll spend the time trying to prove to the bitch that he is, in fact, not a cheater. Even if he is. <laughs> he, like, men, women, like, like when women cheat, I forgot what woman said this. Some woman said this. When a woman cheats, she has such the, she has such the advantage because she has the poker, she has the poker face. She can tell, she can tell the guy she's had a hard day at work. But really, she was at, she was, she was at somebody's crib taking hard cock. Okay, let's not, let's not, let's not sugarcoat this shit. I didn't even want to talk about this shit. I didn't even want to do a podcast episode today in general. But since I'm already doing 30 minutes now, y'all niggas already know I'm going to cook up a little bit later as well. That's just the type of shit I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck the bullshit. Get tired of this. I did like a whole side of the hallway. Now, I was with one. I was working alongside uh, my coworker maybe last week or possibly a couple weeks ago when we did the other side of the hallway. And really... This building that I'm in, it's too fucking small to really be complaining about anything. Because, like, if I really wanted to, I can just go and do the back hallway. I could just start the back hallway. But then I say to myself, well, why do that? Because we only thing we have left to do are the hallways, to scrub the hallway floors. So I figured, if anything, I'm giving this dude a head start. So when he comes in tomorrow, all he has to do is wax the floors. And if he wants, while he waxes the floors, I can start doing the other hallway. I thought today was going to suck, but today is actually not bad. I only got like four hours left in this motherfucker. So I just wanted to bring that up in in terms of cheaters. Like, <coughs> I never cheated on a woman, not because I'm a good person, per se. I just, I couldn't, I I have a consciousness <coughs> when it comes to like not wanting those things being done to me. So if I felt as if there was any chance that a more um, 
a more compatible woman was out there while in a relationship, I would just be better off ending a relationship. But then again, this is the raw, the real, the red pill. Fuck relationships. Fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? And this is what I, I like about the red pill. See, because niggas like me will tell you, I don't fucking care about relationships in the sense of, like, knowing what I know today, the me four or five years ago, I would have a different, I would have a different opinion. But I think because the red pill has became so broad, it's like a broad stroke now where either everybody's a PUA or everybody's going their own way. And that's not the case. There's different sectors of this shit. I'm like Burgundy. This is the Burgundy pill. It's the red pill with a darker complexion. Pun intended. I'm black. So I do this shit my own little special way. But at the same time, like my energy from continuing this podcast in 2017, because I think I did something. I I started this podcast probably 2014, 2015. Or it was a, it was on another platform. It wasn't Anchor at that time. Shout out to Anchor. Been sticking with Anchor ever since. Plus, they bring my shit on YouTube. I mean, they put my shit on um, Spotify. And they haven't even started cracking down on Spotify like that yet. They will eventually, though. And I know I'll be an enemy. Because I'm not fucking... See, that's, that's the problem with YouTube, too. Faggot-ass YouTube... Bitches coming around here telling men to kill themselves, kill all men. Men are trash. This shit goes right through. It goes right through. No problems. Bitches aren't getting their shit uh, terminated. When men like me start talking on a level that's raw and direct, and I'm not here to like, like deal with women with like kid gloves, like y'all going to have to deal with this reality. You know what I mean? Shout out to Minister Jap because he don't play. He'll fry bitches. I'll heat up the skillet. I'm not roast. I'm not going to completely ruin a bitch's life, even though I know I can. I can ruin several bitches lives right now if I wanted to. Because those bitches in reality ain't shit. But if I go to that level, if I go to that extreme, then I ain't much different either. It's about self-development for a reason. And this is the sector of the red pill that I represent. Cause I ain't shit. And I'm getting but I'm getting better year after year, really, day by day with a lot of this information. So I don't I'd never look at a motherfucker. Like I won't look at a person, for example, who put bitches on a pedestal as a simp because he don't know what the fuck he's doing. Just like a lot of us. It's that same mentality. I bring it up before. It's like a lot of these guys get into this position where it's like the senior and freshman dynamic as if they were never freshmen. So they just look down on people who are less than them, not not understanding and not appreciating and not 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 realizing that they were that same motherfucker five to ten years ago. They had to go through the ups and downs. 
when you get into this information and if you if you take it to the next step and you start really talking about this shit, you're going to lose friends. You feel me? You're going to lose friends. Even certain family members ain't going to fuck with you anymore because they know you want some real shit. Like um, my mother on numerous occasions tried to hook me up with single mothers. I had to sit her down and tell her, number one, I, I will never be a stepdaddy. Because I know I am functional. And at the same time, I'm not going to just go out there and just look and look and look and look for a woman. I'm not going to do that. At the same time, I'm also not going to pout about being single. See, I chose this path. This isn't true forced loneliness. I did I well, hmm. That's a good point. Well, and I mentioned this with MGTOW. Well, certain MGTOWs are true forced loneliness. But I don't mean that in the sense of like TFLers in that sense. I mean they're truly true forced loneliness. They've chosen that path. And a lot of these men, if not most of these men, find themselves in better situations. A lot of us sit back sometimes and think about prior relationships and how we could have done things better at one time in our lives, especially with the stages of processing the red pill, like the prior episode where, you know, um, your first relationship. And if you can remember your first relationship, and I don't even think I can remember my first relationship regardless of how long it was. I can only remember uh, my first real like long-term relationship was at a high school. Well, was in senior year, me graduating, and then like for another year and a half, close to two years. So my that's my only longest relationship was like two and a half years. So I can't really, I'm not a fucking relationship coach, dating advice. I don't give a fuck about that. I'll tell a guy straight up, if a guy's good looking, it's not even about, well, in this case, I'll say it, it's not even about looks. It's about confidence. But then if you're as confident as you are, then your looks will, will speak for itself. It's hard. It's It's really hard to explain it. When women see you, it's the body language. She's seeing if you're going to be fidgety, if you're going to be playing with, put your hands in your pocket, playing with, if you're just, if you're just standing there and, and if you give a woman eye contact, Rather than like, and it's not about being a creep. It's just about letting the woman know that you know that she's there and she should know you're there regardless of where you're at. A lot of people are in this community. They're socially awkward and they can't hold a fucking conversation. It's the truth. And I'd rather, I'd rather speak for y'all then have a PUA try to get five hundred to a thousand dollars off you. Personally, you know what I mean. R- rather than you waste your fucking money, you feel me? Rather than a nigga, you know, waste his fucking money on some PUA, some book, some course, 
fucking faggots a fucking course, ladies and gentlemen. You can't make this shit up. To better yourself. Like, nah. <clears throat> no. Because me, I at this point, I don't really fuck with people. But I've been, and I can't, I can't promote that to people who've never had a lot of friends or people around them. Because I've been in those places, in those situations in life where I had a lot of friends. You know, I had a pack of people, you know what I mean? And, and not to brag, but I ran that pack. I'm not promoting you to just dig dig a fucking hole for yourself and just prepare for the end. What I'm, what I'm saying is look at life outside of bitches and validation for pussy. Find your fucking purpose. Get very sick and tired. Like I said, I had to take a break, man. Like, I've been working on music. By the way, the beat that you heard in the beginning, I forgot what I named it, but it's fire. You know what I'm saying? It's fire. That one. It's fire. I'm getting back into making beats. Getting back into music. And like this past weekend was was great because that's all I really did. I actually put in less time. Um, I actually put in less time for uh, the podcast just to work on music. Because like I told y'all before, talked about this prior. Uh, my pops gave me his old uh, HP laptop and it's the big ass HP laptop. And I'm still messing around with certain software. I'm really trying to get my hands on Fruity Loops. If I get my hands on Fruity Loops, it's a done deal. Um, but like I said, just getting back into music and getting my mind even off of talking about this shit. You know what I mean? A lot of content creators aren't going to tell you this shit, but like when you got when you talk about this shit all the time, man, it, it catches up to you. At first when I got back into this 2017, I looked at it as therapeutic. It still is therapeutic in a lot of ways because me just working the hours that I work and not really having time to really communicate with anybody and then reaching a point where who would I really want to communicate with this shit to? Besides here. And I know it sounds mind-blowing. Like you would rather tell the world possibly this than to tell someone in particular? And my answer is yes. Because I'm not going to sit back and and burden or, or like, I'm not going to sit back and be a burden to someone. Because when I wasn't doing shit, I was a burden to a lot of people. I was a real burden to a lot of people. Just naturally. You know, being that guy who has a group of friends and, you know, they have jobs and relationships and cars and all this shit going on. And you you are just who you are. Everywhere you go, there you are. You know, I mean, that's I don't want to be that to a person. And at the same time, I don't necessarily. There's nothing. I, I believe that. The interaction with people today, it's almost like dealing with NPCs. Like today, there's the exterminator that came through. Random as hell. Of course, I don't get any information about 
um, an exterminator coming or anything like that until, you know, I just get done. Well, I put on this last coat of assurance, which is like pretty much a non-slippery chemical that is used for scrubbing. And I see this car. So I'm like, oh, all right, cool. And it's like, it's all like the same, like NPC type of conversation. Hey, how's it going? And it's like, yeah, um, I'm working. <laughs> Had this motherfucker go around the building. I didn't even want to walk with him. I just like, I, I already unlocked all the doors because I, I just wanted to finish this side of the hallway. So I didn't have to really worry about doing much when I got back in, AKA in the next six minutes. So like I said, for me socially, I've gotten to a point with the podcast where this is like, this is my social life. It's not to say I don't talk to people because I do. It's just the conversational value is so low that when I get a chance to do something here, it almost boosts my morale. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And in a way, it's like a journal also because you guys are getting a piece of my mind just a piece. If, if I would if I were to talk about everything that I wanted to talk about, Jesus Christ, <laughs> be a done fucking deal, man. But yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna probably do something later on. I didn't even want to do nothing earlier, but I figured it was a couple things that I wanted to point out. The Minister Jap uh, stream had me in tears, so I was like, yeah, I gotta speak on this. And on top of that, like I said, I'm already, we, as in like me and one other custodian, we have went through this entire school within less than two months. When this guy comes in tomorrow, like seriously, we did about 85% of the school. There's like one room that needs to be put back. But these guys, they had redid. They had the asbestos people come and they had to, they had to take up the old carpet and all this other crazy shit. And they had redone the room. They had redid the room. Excuse me. And um, I guess they're waiting for a, a fucking LED TV screen to be put in there. And then they're going to put that room back together. And that's it. This has been the easiest slash most boring, non-productive summer that I've had in my life. And like I said, it would be easy to complain about this shit. But what the fuck would I complain for? So I've been in situations like last year, for example. Last year was such a coin toss when it came to like... As a custodian, the last district, the district that I was in, they kept moving people around. So, like, for example, I'm done this side of the hallway here, right? There's already one side of the hallway that's already done. All this guy has to do tomorrow is come in and put three coats of wax on it, and it's a done deal. Then there is two hallways left, and that's it. They're not going to tell me, hey, we need you to go 
to the high school and help these people move tables. Or they're not going to say, hey, we need you to scrub at the elementary school, which, which, which will be like two miles from here. You see what I mean? So I have the ability to kind of move around accordingly and, 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 and at the same time know that what I'm doing here is going to stay here because they're not going to have me go anywhere else. Last year, I went from the middle school. I think I mentioned this story before with the last Custodial Chronicles. In middle school, in the middle school that I was previously working in, in another district, the uh, assistant principal complains, says, hey, man, I smell. He tells he tells the supervisor who, by the way, I smoked weed with on numerous occasions. These guys are fucking dummies. But anyway, tells him, yeah, man, um, your guys here smelling, smoking weed, smell weed on them, this and that. So they moved me because I knew I knew they weren't going to fire me because, number one, you would have to prove that shit. Number two, y'all niggas smoke weed. Y'all know I smoke weed. Y'all know how I get down. But y'all also know, number one, not bringing weed to the job, not carrying weed on me. So they moved me to elementary school. I figured, hey, this elementary school looks nice, looks decent. Worst school that I've ever been in. Worst. Summertime, like during this time, during the summertime, I was bouncing back and forth from the middle school, right? Now, now the middle school isn't that far from the uh, elementary school. So it was only one block. But I was going back and forth. Meaning I would I would clock in at the middle school, move out maybe four classrooms. And what I mean move out is all the chairs, all the tables, there was a desk mover, all of it has to be lined up in the hallway, in one side of the hallway. And this is hard floor, so when anybody comes in to scrub, everything is moved out. I had to move out three or four classrooms, in some cases by myself. Or in another case, with a 72-year-old, and I'm not making this shit up, with a 72-year-old, okay? Then I would get called, hey, can you go to the middle school and clean up after the uh, the daycare or a summer camp program? All right. So I would come in, clock in at 8, work, work until about 12. So that's like four hours, 12 to 12.30, be told to take care of the middle school. Now, I was smart one day because I just went to the middle school and said it was a lot of things. And he never, the guy never checked. But I wasn't doing shit. I was sitting down. I didn't feel like doing anything for the rest of the fucking shit. Um, if not, he would call me and go, yeah, uh, there's like just two rooms I need you to scrub over here at the high school. So I would start at the middle school. No, I would start at the elementary school, get called into the middle school, and then at maybe the last two hours when, you know, I would rather just be sitting down doing nothing because I know most of what I need to do is done. I have to go and do somebody else's work at the high school. So I'm just driving around here. I know when I park up, when I park up here, I'm here. You see what I mean? I'm not. 
I'm not being told to go everywhere. And like I said, I, I reach a point where it's like, I'm too old to be doing that shit. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers will have you, motherfuckers will have you try to, try to tag you along. Like, Hey, we need you to go here and help these people out because translation, these people don't know what the fuck they're doing. Now, if I get moved, like, like, for example, this always happens too. you always, I always find myself trying to compensate or having to compensate for somebody else's fuck up, right? The job that I had before the last job, right? Two summers ago, I can say. I was at a high school. Matter of fact, it wasn't even, it was, it was almost like a, uh, it was like a, it was like a, it was pretty much a ninth grade school. They, where I was at, they were just building the high school. So it was just a ninth grade school. The summertime would come up and people keep in mind where I was working at. I would say 85 to 90% of the people that worked as a custodian lived in that area. There were so many people not showing up to work that they were trying to get people to cover other people's shift and not get any extra money. And I would tell them, I'm not doing that shit. I was like, you can tell them that. You know what I mean? I live in another county. Let alone, let alone another city. I live in another county. There's people that, that would live five, five to ten minutes away from the school. Five, they, they live like they could they could possibly walk to the school that they worked at in that area. And they all just don't show up. So now you want me, someone who knows what the fuck he's doing someone who actually just shows up to work to get work done and go to fuck home. You want me to do all this extra shit. I'm like, man, I'm not doing that. You know, and I felt the consequences from that. Cause that's what these, that's what these cocksuckers do, man. That's what these cocksuckers do. You know what I mean? They ask you to do something and you know that you have the right to say no. But once you say no, you know in the long run, it's, it's going to come back to bite you. And I remember two, two summers ago, we couldn't even find, two summers ago at my job before my prior job, we couldn't even find a coworker. Right? One coworker gets caught stealing. <laughs> Other coworker never shows up. And of course, <laughs> these were all women. Anyway, this is just my random thoughts. I gotta go back in here. Saw the new boss, he was driving around. I don't give a fuck about these niggas. They come in here, they, they know I'm working. Tell these niggas, leave me the fuck alone, man. 
Last thing I want to see early in the morning is your supervisor or boss. Unless you work, see, because me, when you work as a custodian, right, the only time you will see your supervisor or you'll see, like, the main boss a lot is if you're fucking up or if somebody is fucking up in your building. That's it. Me? I don't even see... I, I barely... The last the last supervisor, I would probably see like two times a month. Anything that he would need me to do, he would just text me. Don't fucking call me. Just text me, nigga. Like, what the fuck? I don't even like talking to family on the phone. Fuck, I look like talking to a supervisor. Did you give me a raise, nigga? Anyway... This is just the beginning. This is some random ass thoughts. You know what I mean? Shit that's going on. Job wise. Shit that I've been listening to. This was supposed to be 30 minutes. This is close to an hour. So this is an episode in itself that I'm going to end up uploading. Just to keep some activity going with the podcast. Um, I'm going to do something later on. But. There's a good chance that I won't share it until the next day just to reserve some energy. But as I always say, it's the middle of another day. And in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode of the Crimson Capsule Chapel signing out. Peace.